everybody, Seth here, and it is week one of the 4A playoffs in football. Yes, week one of the playoffs is here. So the first round will take place Friday night across the state. The Gravit Lions are back in the playoffs, which is the one positive thing to focus on as we head into this week of football action. Just a brief touch on what happened Friday night. That's coming up. Unfortunately, the Lions as everyone probably knows by now, fell to Gentry and fell in an ugly way. We'll talk about some of the things that led up to that moment, at least in my opinion, and we'll talk about the playoff matchups across the state in the 4A classification. We've got basketball starting this week. We'll talk about some of those games uh, getting ready to happen. I guess the girls actually start officially next week, and then the boys play tomorrow night. We'll talk about a little of that and mention some of the games that are coming down the pike Let's get right into it. This This is the Lion Letterman Podcast, your home for Gravit Lion Sports Talk. And now, here's your host, Seth McKenzie. Three stinking letters, LDC. They don't know what that stands for. We can tell them what the words mean, and it wouldn't matter. You know what it means. Make sure when they go home tonight, they know what it means. It's not words, it's not letters, it's a spirit. What's the one word I'm looking for we need to take out there tonight? Intensity! Intensity! Right now! Pick it up right now and get ready to play some football. Let's go out and show them. Let's go. Oh, man. Fired up and ready is what that makes me. And when the playoffs get here, I get a little bit more intensity. I get a little more on edge. Because it's now it's time to play for something now. And you're like, oh, hey, what happened the rest of the year? Weren't you playing for stuff? Sure you were. All the goals were not accomplished, obviously. I think the number one goal is to win the conference. That did not happen. And I think everyone understood that that was out of reach pretty early on. But one of the other goals is just get back in the playoffs. Because when you don't make the playoffs in 4A, 3A, 2A football in Arkansas in 2019 and in other years... That means you had a really terrible season. And I say that because they let so many teams in now. And you may be thinking to yourself, "Uh, well, Seth, if the old way was still intact, the Lions would not have made it several years in the past. You're right. And you know what? I think back to 2011, and I use this year a lot, but 2011, we went 10-3, and we made the quarterfinals, and we're only a touchdown away from being in the semifinals And if that team would have played back in late 90s, mid 90s, early 2000s, that team finished 10 and 3, by the way. We finished the regular season 8 and 2. That team doesn't make the playoffs. You know why? Because we finished fourth in the conference. Because of the way the points and everything played out, we lost to Farmington. We lost to Shallow Christian. We beat Ozark, who was the conference champion that year. We beat Prairie Grove. But because we lost to Shiloh and because we lost to Farmington, the things kind of, you know, they went by points after that. And we, we were the fourth place team. And that team would not have made the playoffs. And that would have been a shame. But guess what? That's the way it used to be. So I get it. I get it when people say that, you know, the, well, the playoffs are kind of watered down. And, and, and I'm not arguing that. But there are years where teams deserve to get in because they play in a tough conference and they would have been able to, Maybe, especially in high school football, I don't like to use this argument in other levels of football because I don't think it's necessarily the same. But in high school football, for example, 
a lot of times I think if a team plays in most of the time, let's say down in the south part of the state in the Nashville Conference, the, the 7-4-A or whatever they call it, 7-4-A, that's right, 4-A-7, I guess is the way they say it now. There are times when a team like Nashville or Ashdown, they finish 500, they could have played in other conferences and maybe been the conference champion. That's the way it goes sometimes. Now, it's not true every year, but that is true sometimes. Now I look at this year, 2019, Gravit's four and six. Are they a good team? I don't think I would go that far. Are they a, a consistent team? I don't think I would say that. Are they a team that needed to be in the playoffs after the way last year went? You bet. And it may sound silly to say, you know, that a team questioning if a team needs to be in the playoffs or not, but for culture, for momentum and building the program up and continuing to move upward, this is 100% what the Gravit Lion football program needed in 2019. Missing the playoffs again this year, I think, would have been pretty disastrous because when a new coach comes in, and Coach Bohannon was not new necessarily. He was here in 2018 as a defensive coordinator and then the head coach this year, but he's new. This was his first year as a head coach. It was his first year as the head coach of the Lions, obviously. When a new coach comes in, people are looking. And they're thinking, okay, what's this guy going to be all about? What is the brand that he brings? And I think you've seen some samples of that, right? Now, I want to take Prairie Grove, Pea Ridge, Shallow Christian, those three games, right? In those three games, Gravit didn't do a whole lot. And they got, they got beaten badly by all three teams. The thing that I saw a little bit different, I think, in, in one of those games was the fact that Early, the Lions battled pretty hard, and that was against Shiloh. And you can say all you want, and I'm not saying Gravit would have ever beaten Shiloh Christian, and I'm not saying if things would have gone differently that Gravit would have done this or that, but I think you see the, uh, the footprint that Coach Bohannon has put on the program and that he's going to continue to build, and that is intensity and a little more effort. And I think... The guys on the team this year, even though the team only won four games, I think you've seen some of the buy-in that's taken place. I think these guys have faith in their coaches. I think that they believe in what they, the coaching staff as a whole is putting out there each day in practice and in film and in weights. And I think you're starting to see that. And I know it's hard sometimes to see through some of the games like, you know, Gentry on Friday. And, and I look, we'll talk about that a little more in the, in this episode. Well, maybe we'll just talk about it right now. It's hard to play against teams who are probably better than you when you are not full speed, even when guys are playing, but they're not a hundred percent healthy. It's hard. It's a big deal, right? For a team like Gravit in 2019, who, Came in, low numbers, not a whole lot of depth. It's a big deal when your starters are banged up and not even out there. Heck, one of the guys had surgery on Friday, right? So when I look at that game and I think, hey, I tip my hat to Gentry because I, I know that they're a pretty decent team. They're not a bad team at all. I think that they've kind of had building for this year right? They've been building for this year and they've made it. They've they're They finished third in the conference. So they're a pretty good team. I don't have any problem saying that. So to be able to, to look at Friday night's game and go, wow, what a joke. 
you know, I, I think if Gravit were 100% healthy, I still think Gentry wins that football game. But Gravit was not anywhere close to 100% healthy. So I want to I want to preface that by saying preface this whole thing by saying that I don't think even if Gravit had had everyone there and everyone healthy, I don't think they win that game. But I certainly don't think that you can get too down on the team or the direction of the program based on the results of Friday night simply because they are so beat up. And that's just, unfortunately, you've heard me say it on the program before, it's part of the game. It's part of football. It's part of the nature of a physical activity. You're going to get banged up. You're going to have bumps and bruises. Guys are going to break things. They're going to twist and tear things. It's the way it goes. And if you don't want to expose yourself to those possibilities, then don't play. And, and I think you're seeing at beginning of the year, you heard me say, hey, this team cannot afford to have injuries. And you're seeing why I said that. And uh, unfortunately, the team, and, and I say this with the most love I can muster, limps into the playoffs. And that's literally and figuratively coming off of two big, big losses. The Lions gave up, have given up 98 points in the last two weeks, right? While scoring 13. That's not a good thing to be headed into the postseason. But I will say that I think Pocahontas, whom the Lions play on Friday night, is one of the better matchups that this sort of gravit team could have hoped for. And I say that without watching any film, without knowing anything about Pocahontas. But looking at the bracket and looking at the other possibilities that could have happened and the other matchups that could have happened through the playoffs and the way that the brackets are set up, I think this is about as good as it could have gotten. So the Lions will travel to Pocahontas on Friday night. And honestly, I think, I think this is the fifth or sixth time Gravit has traveled to Pocahontas in the last 15 years for the first round of the playoffs. Pocahontas has never come to Gravit that I am aware of. And I don't know that Gravit has played them in any round outside of the first round. Now, I'm thinking here, 2004, I know that Gravit went to Pocahontas and I believe lost 21-7. to I don't think there was another game between them until 2011. And I know that we went over there and beat them pretty badly. I think 31-8 to was the final score. Could have been worse. I believe 2000 and... 16, is that right? 2016, Gravit went over and beat Pocahontas. So maybe this is the fourth time. There may be one in there that I'm, I'm forgetting. Either way, it's a common, seems to be a fairly common opponent for the Lions in the first round going over and playing Pocahontas on the exact opposite end of the state. It's pretty crazy when you think about it, really. So looking at the playoffs in the 4A, the matchups for the teams in the conference. Right, So these are, this is who the teams in the 4A1 will play Friday night. So obviously, Shallow Christian is the conference champion. They will host Heber Springs. Pea Ridge is the number two seed. They will host Lone Oak. You've got Prairie Grove, who actually is the four. I just came to them first. They will travel to Hamburg. Gentry is the three, 
will travel to CAC. And then, of course, the Lions travel to Pocahontas. So some interesting matchups there. And looking at the buys that, are, that were given out this year, and again, it, it rotates. So you've got Jonesboro Westside has a buy. Crossit has a buy. You've got Gosnell and Mina. Gosnell hosts Mina. Riverview hosts DeWitt. Arkadelphia hosts Pottsville. We talked about Shiloh and Heber. Pocahontas and Gravit. If Gravit happens to beat Pocahontas, chances are they'll play Shiloh Christian in the second round. You've got Nashville traveling to Rivercrest. You've got Dardanelle, uh, I'm sorry, Nashville hosting Rivercrest. You've got Dardanelle hosting Boxite. We talked about Hamburg and Prairie Grove. Uh, Robinson will host Truman. We talked about CAC and Gentry. Ozark will host Malvern. Warren will host Elkins. And then Southside Batesville will host Star City. So if I were a betting man, which I'm really not, but looking at my prediction crystal ball, if I had to say which teams are going to play each other in the quarterfinals on each side of the bracket, looking at this, I would say that there's a good chance that Arkadelphia will play Gosnell is kind of my prediction there. Arkadelphia and Gosnell in the quarters. And then on the bottom side of that bracket, I'm going to go shallow Christian and Nashville, which I think a lot of people think maybe Dardanelle might win, but I think it'll be shallow Christian and Nashville on the other side. Um, I've got, let's see, let me look here. I, I, I don't really think it matters. I think Robinson's going to uh, annihilate most teams that they play on that side, but let's say it's Hamburg and Robinson on that side. And then on the bottom side of the bracket, um, I, I, Ozark's a good team. And I think that they're, po- you know, they're kind of poised for a deep run. So I'm going to say Ozark and honestly, P Ridge has as good a chance as anybody to make it there. So I'm going to go Ozark facing P Ridge in the quarterfinals on that side. So if you are a Gravit Line fan and you're wondering, hey, you know, what do I do on Friday night? Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to have a chance to watch the game if you can't make it over there. And trust me, I understand it's a long way over there. And even when we've been really good, uh, better record and better outlook than what the 2019 team has, it's mostly just parents and wives and girlfriends that go over to those games. Um, it's just a long, long way. I wish the AAA would figure out a different way to have the playoffs set up, but this is the hand that we we have and and we're going to play it. Um, GHS TV. I was talking to Ian Galloway, who is the coordinator of that program there at the high school. Unfortunately, on Friday night, they showed up with the production crew and were told that they didn't have space for them in Gentry's press box because there was another production company there uh, doing the game, uh, Southern Sports Network or something like that. I, I put the link up on the Facebook page. I'm sorry if you didn't see that and you were looking for the GHS TV link. Uh, there was not one. Um, it was a pretty good production. I don't know if you were able to watch it, good camera quality and things of that nature, but it kind of uh, it kind of stunk for the GHS TV folks to get down there and find out without any forewarning that they were, weren't going to be able to do any sort of uh, streaming or production. So I talked to him, and I'm, I'm thinking that maybe, maybe, uh, you know, he'll, he'll be able to find out before they go all the way over to Pocahontas, if there's going to be a way for them to set up and broadcast. And I'm, I know the most recent year that the lions traveled over there for the first round of the playoffs, we were able to stream the game. So, uh, fingers crossed on that. I'll keep you posted. So the lions travel to Pocahontas. We've established that. I'll talk much more about that as we get down the road and we get closer. And I do the game day podcast before we get into anything else. I want to be sure and thank the sponsor for lion letterman for the month of November, and that is Arvest Bank in Gravit. 
Arvest Bank in Gravit is a large bank, in my opinion. Arvest is with a very small town feel. We talked about that the last time I mentioned uh, Arvest Bank. I am a proud customer of Arvest, both for my personal and for my business banking. You can go see my friends at Arvest Bank in Gravit today at 506 First Avenue Southeast. You can give them a call at 787-5258. Their lobby is open until 5 o'clock today. And by the way, today is Monday, and it's open until 5 o'clock Monday through Thursday and open until 6 o'clock on Fridays. And the drive-thru is open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Thursday and then 8 to 6 on Friday. The lobby is closed on Saturday, but the drive-thru is open 8.30 to 12. That's pretty convenient. Arvest Bank and Gravit, okay? Thank you again for sponsoring the month of November. Arvest has served the financial needs of its customers for more than 50 years, and the Arvest there in Gravit is ready to serve you. Arvest operates more than a dozen locally managed, community-oriented banks across a four-state footprint, each with its own local president, board of directors, and management. If you walk into Arvest Bank and Gravit right now, you're going to see a lot of folks that you know, a lot of folks you see at a lot of community events. From President Jim Singleton all the way down to the folks that will help you at the teller windows, the loan officers, things of that nature. And you'll look up on the wall and you will see pictures of community members that you know, you work alongside, you worship alongside right there on the wall as members of the boards of board of directors. Arvest has a commitment to their banks being led at the local level. It's unusual for a bank the size of Arvest, but the bank believes it's one of the values that makes them unique. So if you're shopping for mortgages, credit cards, personal loans, home equity loans, checking and savings account, you know that as a customer of Arvest, you'll get local service from neighbors that you know and trust. Thanks again to Arvest Bank there in Gravit for being the Lion Letterman sponsor for the month of November. All right, one of the other sponsors that's always loyal and always there is Hard Luck Cafe. My buddy Steven has fed the winner of the Hungry Man Award now for, what, five seasons, I think, every week. And this week from week 10 is no different. The week 10 Hard Luck Hungry Man is Lane Wilkins. I posted that on the Facebook page earlier today, so congratulations, Lane. Uh, I know that uh, you will enjoy the hot and fresh burger and fries that will be brought to you uh, on Wednesday during your lunch period. And by the way, Josh Dodge, if you're listening, buddy, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I dropped the ball on getting your food delivered to you last Wednesday. My bad. Okay, that's totally my bad. I was out of town, and I thought I had told my reliable delivery person to get that taken care of for me. And I did not. And so that is my fault. So I hope that everything worked out for you. And I apologize. So congratulations again to Lane Wilkins, the week 10 hard luck cafe, hungry man. And thanks again to the fine folks at the hard luck cafe right there on highway 59 and Gravit for, uh, taking care of this for the last five years. Can't say enough about that. Thanks again. All right. I mentioned some basketball action. That is right. I'm sitting here looking at the max preps schedule for the Gravit Lions basketball team. So today is Veterans Day. Oh, by the way, if you are a veteran and you're listening, thank you so much for your service to our country. Thank you so much for the sacrifices that you made. Uh, hopefully people uh, give you the proper recognition today. Um, I'm, th- I'm thankful, uh, obviously, for the many men and women who have answered the call of duty. Uh, many folks in my family, uh, most notably, Coach McKenzie, my brother, who was in the Air Force for, geez, I think just a little shy of six years, did two deployments. So thank you so much to anybody who is a veteran, and happy Veterans Day, and thanks again for all that you did during your time in the service. Back to basketball. Looking at the schedule, I mentioned it's Veterans Day, November 11th. Tomorrow, November the 12th, the Lions are set to travel to Clarksville, the University of Ozarks, to take on Searcy. 
game, according to Max Preps, is set to start at 7 o'clock. That's a big, big deal. Uh, I reached out to Coach Bush and Coach Pittman. I told you uh, earlier we were going to try to get uh, some preview type of interviews together for the podcast. That is still in the cards. So if you're thinking, how can you do a season preview whenever they've already played a game? Well, we can still talk about it. There's a lot of basketball to be played even after the first couple of games. But right now, set to play tomorrow night against Cersei at the University of the Ozarks in Clarksville. And that should be an interesting matchup. Um, also, the girls, the Lady Lions, their season starts a week from Tuesday. So the 19th of November at home against Bentonville West. The 7A Lady Wolverines are going to come over and play the Lady Lions. And, hey, I've had a lot of folks tell me that no basketball, that the Lady Lions are going to be sneaky good. So take that for what it's worth. But I like I, the people who told me that I trust. They know a lot about the game. So I'm looking forward to a lot of great action from both the Lions and Lady Lions on the hardwood. So their seasons get started this week and then early next week. So stay tuned for more coverage on that. Last thing I'll say, I mentioned the Gentry game and the way that it happened, the way it ended up, the results. I don't want to go the whole podcast and not really touch on it any more than what I, I need to, okay? But I want to point out that even though we're four and six, and even though we've been blown out in the, in the conference losses that we've had, and, and that's just me painting the truth, We've been blown out, okay? I feel very confident, and I am very optimistic about the future of the program, and, and there's a couple of reasons why. Because as the season went along, part of because of the situation of, of, of not very many players and what happened last year, there were a lot of guys who, who just kind of came, came out for the, for the team. Hey, I want to play. I want to be a part of this. This is what I want to do. To me, that tells me that the program is headed in the right direction. The fact that the team rebounded from a 1-9 and nine season that was absolutely abysmal in 2018 and was able to bring some, some excitement, because you can say all you want. You can say, oh, four and six, eh, eh, not good, got blown out. You can say all you want about that. The fact that the Lions rebounded from last season the way that they did and qualified for the playoffs and won a game against Lincoln, for example, that they were not supposed to win, to me, small successes, right? Small baby steps to get back to where they need to be. And there's going to be a lot of guys playing on that field Friday night against Pocahontas in the first round of the playoffs who are going to be able to come back next year and play in the 2020 season. Lots of experience that's being built this year. Lots of culture being established, right? Year one, it's not a magic show. Coaches have a hard job, and, and I think people forget that at all levels of play, right? Unfortunately, if you're a Razorback fan, you, you know about that. Head coach Chad Morris, now former head coach Chad Morris, was fired over the weekend. Now, there's a lot more money involved in the college football game than there is at the high school level, but a lot of times, expectations are unrealistic, Right? Now, the Razorbacks were 2-10 and 10 last year and probably on their way to the same type of finish this season. And people want blood. They think that results should be instantaneous. And that's just not how things work. Anything worth having takes time to build. If you have a house, your dream house, and, and you just can't wait to get in it, and you rush everything, and you hire people who aren't busy because they're not very good at what they do, so they don't have a whole lot of clients that they're working for, and they build your house in a week, it's not going to be built very well. 
I'm just going to tell you that right now. And the same thing can be applied at businesses, your office, your school, your church, your family, and then with football, basketball, baseball, whatever your athletic program is that you're talking about. Results do not happen overnight in terms of just these big blow the doors off of things. It's just not how it works. And unlike other levels of football, Gravit can't just go out and bring in kids to come play. They have to play with the boys that they have in the high school. They can't go out and recruit like they can on the college level and as they can at some other places. That's just They just can't. And, and I don't care what anybody says, this season, even though it's not what everyone I think would have said they wanted, it's a success. They made the playoffs. Yes, they're only four and six. They won four games, folks. Okay? And they brought some excitement back to the program. And that, in my opinion, is one of the biggest successes of this year. Kids were excited. Kids are kind of looking at how they can play again. And the seventh grade had a lot of success. The junior high battled through injuries, but were able to win a few games. I know that the peewee programs, uh, I think one of the levels, maybe second and third grade won their championship. I know the fifth grade played for a championship. Okay? It is something that there's a lot to look forward to. And even though it wasn't the best turnaround in the history of turnarounds, it's a turnaround in a positive direction. So I tip my cap to Coach Bohannon and his staff for the work that they've done in the 2019 season. But there's still work to be done, still things to do, still a week to prepare for the first round of the playoffs. So I will have a game day episode coming up, obviously on game day, Friday. Get ready. If you're somebody who's traveling all the way over to Pocahontas, I'll try to make it long so that you can listen to my angelic voice all the way to Pocahontas. It won't be that long, but I'll try to extend it out a little bit and talk a little more. Uh, I guess, in-depth, maybe some X's and O's. Hopefully get Coach Bohannon on the phone this, this week for the RVS Bank hotline, head coach hotline call. Thanks again for listening. Go Lions. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Lion Letterman Podcast with your host, Seth McKenzie. Connect on Facebook. Search Lion Letterman. <laughs>